Today we watched The Next Karate Kid, a movie from 1994. The IMDb summary says, Mr. Miyagi is back and he takes a new pupil under his wing, a troubled adolescent girl. Welcome to Torture Vision. Hi, my name is Anthony Dinar, and this is my co-host, Brandon Hayes. Hello. And today, we have a reoccurring guest with us, Sarah... Death Ray. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah Deathridge. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome back, I should say. Well, thank you. (laughs) Glad to be back. So, uh, as Brad mentioned earlier, we watched the next Karate Kid. Do we really need to make another one after Daniel? Like, another kid, Karate Kid afterwards? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. The world was clamoring for more Pat Morita. (laughs) (laughs) And so they needed to deliver. I sort of felt like a prisoner in an internment camp watching this film. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Speaking of that, so we open up, uh, this movie opens up on uh, a World War II memorial where we see that Pat Morita, his uh, character, Mr. Miyagi, is there to honor the fallen along with the wife of his best friend, who is a white guy, right? His, his wife right. is a white uh, woman, and we see an old picture of Mr. Miyagi ne- standing next to this white guy. They're both in uniform, and he talks about how they fought together in World War II, and I'm not all that up on my history, but were they allowed to fight together? No. Yeah, that's a good question. I I don't know. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I would think they were in segregated forces, and and in real life, Pat Morita was actually in an internment camp. He was too young to even be in the war. He was like six or something like that, from what my memory recalls. Sort of like George Decay. He was a little kid in an internment camp, too. Right. But he thought it was kind of funny that they sort of whitewashed that whole racism thing by just saying like he was best friends with a white guy and they both fought together in World <laughs> War II and then his white friend died so now it's just Mr. Miyagi right. and the widow of his best friend. So if Mr. Miyagi in real life was an internment camp don't you think like he would be offended that they would want to try to like brush over that part of history? I would think like personally I would think that the truth would need to come out like it should have been like a 20 minute dialogue about the internment camps with the Japanese and everything, but no, it was like, what, 45 seconds of... If that, I, I yeah. was gonna say like, whoa, 20 minutes seems an awful long time to talk about it, but it's yeah. not like they were cutting anything important from this film, so... <laughs> no, no it, it, it was such a brief, like, let's touch on history briefly and, and falsify skip it. over to <laughs> yeah, the hideous plot that is to come. <laughs> well, they, I, so the filmmakers decided that they did didn't need to waste any time with with the truth or anything. But Historical facts are not relevant in this movie. Yeah. So we have Mr. Miyagi who uh, then talks to the widow of his uh, best friend who says, hey, why don't you come to my house? 
I'll introduce you to my granddaughter. My daughter and her husband died. So now I have adopted my granddaughter. I just, I live with her alone and um, she's a total bitch. (laughs) And I fucking hate every second of living with her. She's a train wreck. You've raised uh, daughters. Did you have any of them that acted like that? (laughs) <laughs> and if so, if any of your daughters were bad, did you send them to live with a Japanese man <laughs> while you left? Man, if I had known a Japanese That was an man, option. <laughs> man, they would have been fucking gone. <laughs> so they meet uh, meet Julie, which is, who's played by uh, Hilary Swank. Julie is the daughter that will soon become the next Karate Kid. And she meets Miyagi for a brief second. She's just a total bitch to him right off the bat, like for no good reason whatsoever. And the grandmother says, hey, why don't you come out here and and talk to him? Like actually have dialogue with this man. She's like, well, he's not my friend. He's yours. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) And she goes to her room, slams the door. And Miyagi says, like, you know, that's that's the way teenage girls are. I understand. Uh, I'm not offended. No big deal. <laughs> so then then we see that uh, Hillary Swank leaves her room, Julie, leaves her room to uh, to leave the house. She just came to the house to grab keys or something. Now she's, <laughs> she's on her way out. And the grandmother says, where are you going? And Julie says, I'm leaving. You have fun with your friend. I'm, I'm taking off. And the grandmother says, Susan, wait. And and then Julie turns around. And she says, my name's not Susan. My name's Julie. <laughs> Susan was your daughter. She was killed in a car accident with my father and blah, blah, blah. It's like the worst exposition ever. Like the, <laughs> the shittiest, sloppiest, laziest writing ever to explain backstory. Dude, that is, that's totally the word I was looking for. Exposition. It was like everything that I didn't know was explained in that one. One angry conversation between you. It was like, wow, there's this young chick and then there's the old girl. And like, why are they living together? And then all of a sudden it was like, blah, 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 blah. My mom and dad died and I hate you and it's your fault. (laughs) And you suck as a parent. And it was like, (laughs) it cracked me up because it was so blatantly obvious. Yeah, and as sloppy as that writing was, you kind of side with Julie now. As much as she's being a bitch, like, if your grandmother is having, like, senile attacks and calling <laughs> you Susan all the time, like, you'd hate her too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> So, Julie, I guess when she went home, like I said, she she went to grab her keys or something, her <laughs> stolen keys to get to break into the school. She goes to school. She uh, That's the last place I want to like right. run to. I'm going to break into the school. During the day, she never goes to school. In fact, it's but established. Night. Yeah, it's established in the script that she's missed 3 weeks of school even. <laughs> That's not even just simple absenteeism. That's like, we're writing you off. You're going to have to repeat this whole semester again if you want to try and pass the the ninth grade or whatever you're in. But uh, she breaks into the school at night to visit her injured hawk friend, Angel. 
which she keeps secretly, and I put secretly in quotes on my notes. Secretly, she keeps this this hawk on the in, in a cage on the rooftop of her school. Like, how is this little hideaway a secret? It's the it's rooftop okay, of her wait, school. Wait, it says okay. keep out. <laughs> okay. okay. This is the most elaborate secret hawk enclosure I've ever seen. There's like scrolling iron artwork in like big like skeleton key from the history of the past. And when you think about it on a square footage type of situation, it's bigger than my apartment. <laughs> So she goes to meet uh, this hawk angel and the hawk has a broken wing and that's how she managed to capture it and put it in this elaborate cage. <laughs> it didn't exist until angel was injured. Like it was just existing until a bird was injured on the lawn. Yeah. She welded this whole thing together. Yeah, we don't know if she built it. <laughs> I think it was pre-existing, but who knows? <laughs> Maybe the sign keep out wasn't there until angel. <laughs> Angel moved in. <laughs> so the antagonists of this school, like the, the people that give Julie problems, they're basically bullies, but they're um, sanctioned bullies. They're they're security guards of this school. <laughs> There's like 300 of them, too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, jumping a little bit ahead, it's established that they work night and day. <laughs> so how is the rooftop a secret to them? <laughs> How did they not know she's up there with a hawk the whole time? <laughs> and why don't they go home to their parents? They're kids. They look no, they're not. They look like 30-year-olds. <laughs> but there's, oh, like, they're supposed to be kids because one of them ends up dating the, the next karate kid. <laughs> okay, so, so I'm 34 years old. I think in five or six years I might apply to work as a security guard. <laughs> That's how old these people security look. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> we get to uh, Miyagi or uh, to the grandmother's home, Julie's grandmother's home, and Miyagi says he's trying to calm down the grandmother. She's like, "I can't take it anymore. This girl's a bitch. I just want to fucking leave." And Miyagi says, "Why don't you leave? I'll stay here at your house, and you can go live at mine." It's like an old person exchange instead of a, a student exchange. It's an elderly exchange. And she says she jumps at the chance. She's like, oh, I can't wait to fucking get out of here. He's like, do you want to pack some bags? And he's like, fuck, no, I'm just, I'm out. I'll buy all new clothes. I'm gone. You never see this woman again. Ever. She's gone. She was fucking gone. The luckiest person in this film. Oh, I wish I could have gone with her to be honest. Anything to miss this movie. Okay. So then we cut back to Julie, who is uh, hanging out with her hawk, her injured hawk buddy, and, um, and Ned, the head bully, the head Ned. security guard bully. Um, I, sh I shouldn't say he's the head security guard bully, because there is one, like, Colonel Dugan who runs them all. <laughs> But uh, Ned is like the the you know the second in command. Um, he he approaches the girl. Uh, he approaches Julie and says, um, "Hey, why don't you come down to the docks with me?" 
And uh, she says, no, I'm not interested. And he's like, really? All the girls in the school want to go to the docks with me. <laughs> like, I'm giving you an invitation. You're going to turn that down? She's not interested. And uh, that's our first instance of implied rape in this film. Where he's like, We're, we will go to the docks. <laughs> oh, yes, we will. <laughs> he says, yeah, he's like, he's like, a lot of them will jump to the chance to go to the docks with me. Like, we're going to the docks. Docks. Like, this will happen. You will be raped. It's like Wayne's World. Oh, yes, you will be mine. <laughs> so um, she denies him, says, like, no, I'm not going with you. So then that's when Colonel Dugan shows up out of nowhere. And he's like, soldier, what's going on? What's all this commotion? And uh, he says... Uh, she, she was smoking. She was smoking cigarettes. And I just caught her. And she's like, I, I wasn't smoking. And uh, he pulls out some cigarettes. He's got like, like pre-made. A stash. Yeah. <laughs> he, has, he has pre, like he has evidence ready to plant at any moment. Like, oh yeah, I, I just caught her with <laughs> these. Cigarettes. And, uh, and so the uh, Colonel Dugan says, all right, go to the principal. So Julie's pissed, but she's got to go to the principal. And uh, we don't see that interaction, but we cut to the Alpha League. <laughs> now we learn all about this this security team that Colonel Dugan runs. They're called the Alpha League. It sounds like the fucking Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're like, like you said, like 300 people. They are. All training in a, on a football field. Meanwhile, the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> And um, it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. Just the, the kind of stuff that Colonel Dugan is saying to these guys. Like, you thought the bad guys in the original Karate Kid movies were over the top ridiculous. This guy is straight up a mass murderer. It <laughs> <laughs> gets worse and worse as, as the movie goes on. But do you have anything to say about Alpha League? It just reminds me of like a military action. Like, I, okay, I hate comparing everything to Hitler you know like I, I make fun of those people all the time but it was like the Hitler youth out there okay you said that they were older but clearly like the guy in charge is a thousand times your thousand times your Jesus <laughs> <laughs> wow that's old <laughs> a thousand times your Jesus that's like, like four thousand years old <laughs> So we got this we got this four thousand year old guy in charge of all well, these kids. It is Michael Ironside who did play General Katana in the Highlander movie. So maybe you're on to something. Nice. Drop the mic. Boom. Is there any quickening in this movie? <laughs> Oh Jesus! So, at, at like at that point, you realize that they're just like this angry group of people who are just hungry to be bullies. That's there's no dimension to these guys. There's no depth. It's they're a one dimensional character, really. Yeah. And every time they bump into Julie, our hero, our our main character of this, I, I don't want to call her a hero. Our something. Our, <laughs> the person we're forced to watch for a hundred 
seven minutes. Uh, this person, like every time they come in contact with her, it's just more implied rape comments. I know. Like from the minute, from the minute this chick interacts with any of these dudes with Ned, it was like bang. There was nothing leading up to this antagonistic relationship. There was no. I don't even know what to say. There's here's her, here's him, and then there's this like antagonistic relationship that we never saw. Yeah, it's like she, she wasn't she's even like freaking out in the corner, and he's like all over her, like stop it, raw. And it, it made no sense. There was no leaning up to it. And she wasn't no. even wearing anything that justified it. No. <laughs> no. There was like no, no character development, no backline to the story, nothing. It was just like, accept it. This is what's going on. And you're like, okay, because I paid like 10 bucks to see this. <laughs> I'm going to try. Well, okay. So afterwards, we meet one of the team of 300. <laughs> His name is Eric, and he's actually a good guy. And he really doesn't want, like, I don't even know why he applied to be a security guard in Alpha, Alpha League. <laughs> oh, we do know why, because he wanted to be uh, in Air the Force. Air Force. There yeah. You go. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, so wanted, this, he wanted the reference. Security guard always leads to Air Force. <laughs> so Alpha League is mandatory in order to get into the Air Force, which recruits openly and will accept people <laughs> Fucking without. Fucking anybody. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, he said that he wanted the uh, the letter of recommendation. I guess no, maybe they recruit anybody. Fucking insane, dude. They're like, oh, you got uh, flat feet and bad vision. We can find a way to work around that. Just sign these forms. But uh, so he's he's part of Alpha League and uh, Alpha League. He he meets Julie and they go on a date. And their date is, let's go up in my secret hiding area <laughs> on the roof and, and visit my injured hawk. <laughs> <laughs> this is so Saturday Night Live. I'm sorry. It just reminds me of the Falconer. The whole, you guys know what I'm talking about. The Falconer was better written <laughs> than this Way movie. Way better written. Okay, sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right, so now after the date, which just kind of really forces this this love uh, situation into the film because it was really, I don't know how to describe it. It was just really weak. There was really nothing. It was like... It was just grasping at straws. Like, she's a girl, he's a guy, so therefore they're in love. No, 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 you guys are all wrong on this. He's the only one that didn't try to just openly rape her. <laughs> and oh. <laughs> you know what? No, you're right. I I did say in one of my notes here somewhere, like later on in the movie, jumping ahead just a little bit, Eric asked Julie to prom, I wrote in my notes, and Julie says, Eric asked me to prom, I wrote, I didn't know what to say. Most boys from my school usually just take what they want, but he asked me. I think I love him. <laughs> Well, if you're asking, no, she's all confused by the asking part. So, okay, so so Julie comes home after her her date with Eric. She's a total bitch to Miyagi still for no good reason. He tries to tell her that she's behind on her homework. He's like, "You're two weeks behind on your homework." 
And what well, we learned earlier that she hasn't been to school in three weeks. <laughs> now that means she's like five weeks behind <laughs> on school. <laughs> Is that what that means? So, so <laughs> she's like, you're not my father. <laughs> it's, it's just sloppy exposition again during her fight with Miyagi. She's, she mentions, my father taught me karate, but then he died. <laughs> Everyone around me that I love died. <laughs> I never understood that. Like, okay, I can understand if someone you love dies and then you're upset about the situation, but why are you mad about it overall? It's like, it happens. Fucking get over it. Well, okay, she's emotional. It's her parents. Like, you gotta give her a pass. But what I find more interesting about that scene is, like, when she's fighting with Miyagi, she runs out of the house and she almost gets run over by that pizza delivery guy. (laughs) Who was Asian, by the way. (laughs) Just throwing that in there. All Asians are bad drivers. I'm saying that all <laughs> Asians inspire karate moves. I just go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, in this particular like moment, he is being a bad driver. And... No, no, no. I'm blaming this on Julie. <laughs> she just blindly runs out into the middle of oh, the road. That's true too. But he ad- yeah. he admits guilt, which is what like, would fuck him out of the insurance claim or something you like never that. Admit that. <laughs> This, you do not get any legal advice from Torture Vision. <laughs> but, okay, so she jumps like a grasshopper. <laughs> it was like and the Matrix. It was like... She lands right on the car and doesn't get hurt. And that's when, like, she later on says, like, hey, I was taught some karate from my dad. And that explains her crazy jump on the car and not getting hurt. I'm thinking, she's like, father taught me karate in the driveway. He would try to run me over with the car. <laughs> and I would have to jump on the hood to avoid getting hurt. Like, that, I just pictured it went into my head. That's all. Oh, no. I like that. <laughs> more importantly, Mr. Miyagi sees that and he's like, I, I can't remember what animal he equated that to, but he's like, you know how to do the frog jump or the <laughs> jump or whatever the fuck he called it. And um, and she doesn't know one stance from another. So she's like, you know, my father taught me karate. And so um, he basically says, okay, in his mind, this is what I was thinking, is that he's like, oh, she already knows the basics. Like someone competent taught her how to fight, sort of, with basic stances or whatever. So now for the rest of this movie, I don't have to teach her shit. Like, <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> like it was weak ass before. When he taught Daniel how to uh, mm-hmm. wax on and wax off <laughs> and, and other things like sand the floor and all that shit. Like, do all of my housework yeah. I do not want to do. Paint the fence. All that kind of crap. Unplunge the toilet. That kind of crap. And, and he barely taught Daniel anything. Somehow Daniel learned how to fight from and he, that. Wait. And I, I have to point out that he won against, like, all of these kids that were raised up from birth to be, like, ninja warriors or whatever they Who are. Who were taught every day, every like, day, proper like, stances. Yes. And, like, all of a sudden he waxed a car. He kicked their ass. In <laughs> every movie, it got weaker and weaker. <laughs> and, and Miyagi taught less and less. Yeah. To this point where he's barely doing anything. He's kicking back smoking a cigarette. And just, like, <laughs> watching her wax his car, like, shh. First, he tells her, uh, wax my car. She's like, fuck you. I'm not waxing your car. Uh, He's like, oh, If you want to go to the mall, yes, you are. (laughs) Or you'll babysit. I was like, what? Oh, she's a funny. Yeah. This was lamer than wax on, wax 
wax on because at least you can equate that to like wax on. I'm moving my hand in a circular motion and that's how I block a punch. So so he says, I, I signed you up with the neighbor to babysit the neighbor's kids. Who are fucking children of the corn. <laughs> you never see the parents, actually. No. Yeah. no they, 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 they went to another Japanese man's house <laughs> and abandoned their kids long ago. <laughs> and Sarah's the only W stuck in her house with all her kids. I know! <laughs> she, <laughs> I'm like, Mr. Miyagi, help! <laughs> So Miyagi says, hey, Julie, I signed you up to babysit these uh, hellions next door. <laughs> and so she goes in there, and it's like a fucking war zone. They're, they're like it is. Throwing toys at her and stuff. assault rifles. Like <laughs> so this is Miyagi's training. He shows up with a bucket full of Nerf toys, and he says, like, I thought the kids could use more toys. And then they Yeah, because they already had a lot. Like, <laughs> they throwing toys. At these Nerf toys at her, and uh, she's just blocking them. But she's just blocking them the natural way that any person would, not using any skill or grace or anything. She's just blocking things that are being projected at her. <laughs> you want to learn and some karate? That taught her to master karate. If that's all it takes, I could be an expert karate master. I'll throw shit at you all day long. <laughs> no, that would make me a karate master, not you. Well, it make, make me a karate teacher, and exactly. you would just be like my, my you know, Padawan or whatever. <laughs> so after she learns all her crazy, uh, cool babysitting ninjutsu, she, uh, <laughs> she goes back to school, breaks in again, and is nearly raped again. <laughs> Somehow she escapes this rape attempt, and now she's, uh, but she's expelled from school because hey, I got of a she, question. she breaks in. Yeah. So, like, do you think that maybe, like, these 300 kids that are in, they're slash adults that are in this uh, security task force on, on school <laughs> <Yeah>. grounds, <laughs> are they, like, are they, like, members of the wall in Game of Thrones, or they, like, they make an oath, like, they won't touch women, so when a girl no, goes No, they didn't by, make that oath. <laughs> hey, I didn't say they were good oath takers, but like, they, when a girl comes along, they can't help themselves. Like <laughs> <laughs> the watchers on the wall, like, we are the rapists in the school. <laughs> <laughs> forever stand vigilant, forever rape. <laughs> so the only way she escaped is that she hit the fire alarm, and it just so happened that... Oh, right before that happens, actually, they were in the cafeteria, and it was like shot for shot of Jurassic Park with the raptors. <laughs> She's hiding in the kitchen, one of the rapists is like... jumping on tables like a raptor. And... I swear to God, it was exactly from that fucking movie. <laughs> it's all tense when the raptor's still and she's still in like the in the cubby hole or whatever. <laughs> she runs she runs into that cafeteria and she closes the door behind her but she's like, "Oh shit, rapists can open doors." <laughs> rapists have thumbs. <laughs> shit, they can open doors. <laughs> 
But she she manages it, the fire alarm, which uh, then police and fire, uh, everyone just shows up uh, almost instantaneously, like 30 seconds, and they're there. Like, that response time was incredible. And who's riding with the police is fucking Colonel Dugan. Oh. <laughs> and and he, he gets out of the cop car, and he's like, you... Julie, you're busted. <laughs> you just broke into this school and, Again. and, and caused a false fire alarm. <laughs> you didn't let my kids rape you. You're, <laughs> you you're are in going trouble. down. You're suspended for two weeks. <laughs> Colonel douchebag. So now she's so, even further yeah, behind. So now she's she's seven weeks I'm out of school. Out of the class. <laughs> Seven weeks behind in school. She really needs to take this entire year over again. <laughs> exactly. But uh, there's no way you can come back from no, that. No, she's skilled. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This is it, her Her time. It, like, she goes through the Nerf uh, training ground. Training academy. And, <laughs> and then she breaks into school and it, teach, and it shows us that she was taught nothing. She learned nothing. <laughs> With all her Nerf expertise, she could not her fight off these nerf rapists. Nerf knowledge. Nerf knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Exactly. Her head's full of foam. <laughs> so, so now uh, Miyagi says, well, you've been suspended for two weeks. We might as well put this time to good use. Let's go on a road trip. Road trip. Yay. Yeah. Let's. Let's uh, encourage yeah. and and uh, reward the dropout, basically, <laughs> like for being suspended. I should, I should get suspended every day. Fuck this yeah. Because <laughs> I hate school anyways. So. I, I hate school. I hate getting raped. Like, let's just get, <laughs> let's get suspended every day. In, in actuality, I hate my bird. <laughs> <laughs> So shit, they're driving on their road trip. P.S. Water the bird. Birds are horrible pets. Feed the bird. She loves it so much, but she was like, she was fucking out of there. She's like, um, dude, take care of the bird. Yeah, while she's going on a road trip, she does tell her boyfriend Eric, like, hey, I'm gonna leave. I've been suspended, so I'm gonna be out for two weeks. I won't be able to go to school. Why don't you feed my bird? Yeah. They've been in like three scenes together. But, yeah, but they're in love, so well, uh, we're, we're not boning. He'll risk his life. <laughs> Apparently, feeding the bird is like a life-threatening situation. So, hey, dude, risk suspension and feed my bird. Because <laughs> I'm on the road with Arnold. Yeah, it doesn't happen that way. We're not doing it or anything. Yeah, but... you, you get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 he, he did say, he did say, what do I get out of it if I feed your bird? And, and she's, she's like, like, well, maybe when I come back, we can get together for a date. And he's like, that sounds good to me. And she's like, that's cool. We're like working in a sort of realistic relationship. He's not trying to rape me. I, I think I love this guy. It reinforces their love in the their fact love. that he's doing the bare minimum to secure a girlfriend. You gotta do what it takes. Okay. So Miyagi and Julie go on a road trip. They stop at a gas station. <laughs> what was up with that scene? I know. It was like monsters. It, was, it was like deliverance. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where the hell did you go to get? 
gas. <laughs> and he only got $5 worth of gas. Like, where are they driving to? Here's $5. Well, this Get. is 94 oh. so. Oh, still. 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 No, come on. Gas could have been like 50 cents a gallon. It's like, fill the tank and get two Hershey bars with almonds. <laughs> yeah, why didn't you fill the tank? Okay, granted, like, you got more gas for your money back then, but your car also, like, drank more gas per mile back then. Well, we're going to go about eight miles and eat a chocolate bar. <laughs> well, who knows how many? up the ass because we're in Arkansas. It was like, no, 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 They're on their way. Way to a monastery, which we learned soon. But who knows how? There might be a ton of gas stations oh, on the way there. He might just stop every bit of the way. Oh, Dude, that's awful. Have you been to the South? How many Japanese monasteries? I have not been to the, the south. south. No. We yeah, do live in the Southwest. Yeah. I, I guess southwest. that's still the South. But yeah, China, yeah, we're we're close to AJ Southwest. <laughs> we representing, you know, but really. You want to represent where we live? We live in a shithole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, you you can buy chocolate bars and not be raped in Winnipeg. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, they, they, they want your spare change, not your butthole. Let's, let's keep it clear. Well, in all fairness... The people at this gas station aren't rapists. Like, they aren't going <laughs> to attack Julie. What? They just have a rabid dog, which they let run loose. <laughs> and so it starts barking at Julie, and she's terrified. And they're like, <laughs> our dog's, our dog's going to rip you apart. <laughs> you. Yeah, and, and then Miyagi's like, and yeah, Miyagi starts to tame the dog, he's so the dog whisper. Yeah, he becomes <laughs> docile. He is a dog whisper, it's like, and and then the redneck's like, you just turned my dog into a fag. <laughs> They get all pissed off and they're they want to fight. <laughs> Your ass is mine. I trained that dog long and hard to attack any potential customers that come to my gas station. I will not put up with this nonsense. How dare you make him peaceful? <laughs> and this is like when you get to see Miyagi fight for the first time. And, and he kicks ass. And Julie's like, yeah, you kicked butt. Because, like, I guess they won't say ass. And he's like, you know, fighting's bad or whatever. But it was I like they deserved that. it. They were assholes. Yeah. Who else in this whole movie needed to get their ass kicked more than them? Really? Well, the rapist. I would say. <laughs> okay. Other, okay. Other I would say of all the bad the guys we, were, 3, we met. <laughs> cool. Other than the 3,000 rapists, then yeah. Okay, but we're talking just like Chris down the road and all, we need gas and some chocolate go get some and all of a sudden this like deliverance is like what the hell well I mean it, they they're basically no good people in this entire universe except for Miyagi Julie and Eric it's kind of like real life <laughs> <laughs> like three people in your life 0.5% are good and the rest are shit <laughs> no not even 25% because there's like no I say <laughs> four people Four people in your life that you can trust that do not want to rape you, um, flunk you, expel you, um, hurt you. There's four. So you pick them out from your life list. <laughs> I should ask everyone now to name their four. Name their four. 
Hashtag your fork. It's, it's like it's like The Walking Dead, where when you come across anybody in the wilderness, like they always ask those three questions. Like that that will be like ours. <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So we continue on our road trip. Miyagi drives all the way to this monastery full of monks where we get, I, I wrote in quotes again, training. Because it's not <laughs> even proper training here. No. In the monk sanctuary or the monastery. Oh, yeah. Don't don't <laughs> they, like, they don't fight. So why would you take someone there to learn how to fight? That doesn't even make any sense. Mm. But, okay, continue. Okay, so to get inside the monastery... Miyagi rings this bell that's outside a gate. And you see that, like, the sun is up, it's daytime, but by the time they open up the gate, it's, like, dusk. So, or, you know, like, it, it's almost, it, I don't even know how long they've been sitting out there, but it's just darker outside. Yeah. So, I assume, like, let's just play it safe, say three hours, right? Roughly. Before they open up the gate. At least. So, yeah. it's a training, like, is training in patience, maybe? It's <laughs> yeah. a monk lesson? No, no, it's passive-aggressive. It's just being an <laughs> asshole. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so, I was going to say patience, but okay, yeah, I'm on board now. <laughs> so then they go inside and uh, the monks say, okay, Miyagi and Julie, we've given you these bedrooms. Go ahead. These are where you, you'll sleep and uh, we'll talk to you in the morning. So then early morning, like the sun barely rises and these fucking monks are banging on a bell. It's like the alarm clock, and Julie is awakened from bed all angry. And I'm thinking, like, you know what? Do the same thing that the monks did to you. Tell them, like, that's your alarm clock? Well, I'll get up in, like, three hours from now. <laughs> get out of bed. <laughs> but so, apparently she okay. can't go back to sleep. Okay, and, but do you know what, what killed me about this was that she knew the exact path to run through this gigantuan monastery to get to Miyagi. Okay, I can go to the Marriott, like, by the airport one time, and lose my way in the elevator. <laughs> like, and knows exactly how to get to the door, to knock on the door, and he's like, <laughs> I thought about that. Maybe like yeah, that was his room. Away? Maybe that was his Google room. Or, I mean, like, what the fuck? <laughs> what year they, was this movie? Why are they separated by so much space? Distance, I, I don't yeah, know. It, it seemed like about a quarter mile. They <laughs> sit down to dinner, and Julie sees a roach crawling across Across the dinner table. So she grabs her shoe because everyone takes out their shoes out of respect for the monastery, but uh, they don't leave them by the door. They keep them right behind them. They're handy. They so, keep them handy. <laughs> so she grabs her shoe and she goes to slam it on this roach and one of the, the monks grabs the roach and just like the last second saves the roach's life and they explain or they don't explain shit. They all they leave in disgust. Shit to you. That's yeah. right. And Miyagi is like, they, they find... <laughs> they find life uh, sacred here. Anything that comes within these walls, they don't kill. And you offended them. You offended me. You're disgusting. I hate you. <laughs> and not talking to and me a bowling waiter, right? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, it's a fucking roach on your table. It's gross, right? Yeah. So then, like, later on, she um, she's running through a field and she sees a, a praying mantis. So she grabs a praying mantis and then she brings it into the monastery and it's kind of funny because it's like it was outside the monastery, yeah, but it, now you brought like it, we don't encourage you to bring bugs in. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's 
family is like right over there on that wheat stalk. <laughs> over here. And, but I'm going to grab it and run like 2,500 feet to the monastery. And I'm going to be like, look, dude. Hey. And like, what? So you're awesome. You brought us a bug. Really? You know what's and, funny? And is the it's... bug families out there are like, where's my mom? <laughs> <laughs> they all starve and die. Right? And, uh, yeah. But it's a praying mantis, which is funny because like they're going to eat the other bug. So violence is still going on. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah, plus, plus, just from the monk's point of view, he, he's like, we don't like to kill bugs in here. We refuse to kill bugs in here, but we don't encourage you to bring more in. Yeah. We're already full up because we yeah. don't kill them. I brought this bug out yesterday and you brought it back. Second of all, like a, a, a fucking praying mantis is not equal to a roach. I'll handle praying mantises all day long. All day. Covered in roaches. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's not but even hey, the same. Like, yeah. bug on bug violence is totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> but human on bug violence, not cool. <laughs> so then we come to a point where uh, we got Julie in the monastery, once again alone. Miyagi is nowhere to be seen and she's like I'm gonna decide like I'm gonna learn how to fight so she's <laughs> self-teaching uh, herself stances as she listens to Cranberry's music <laughs> did you too but no <laughs> Well, it's and then after after her uh, her cranberry montage, uh, the monks come into where she's training, and uh, they turn off the music, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to disturb you. I'm sorry, I offended you." And then they turn the music right back on, and then they start dancing. And it's dancing. a different song. Is it? Oh, is it? It's not, I was not gonna a say, song. Like, I thought it's it was like okay. That no. actually makes sense because I thought like they they turned it off and then they turn on the exact same song. No. But no. okay, like it makes sense if they actually change it. Like this cranberry song sucks. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, cranberry songs suck. Sorry. Okay. No, it was a totally different song. And you got to think was that. It? Yes, th okay. it wasn't even the same people. Not <laughs> the same song, not the same group. It had nothing to do with that song. Yeah. I could have swore it was the same fucking No, garbage. it was not. <laughs> no, it was not. If like, anyone wants to challenge me, then you send me proof. It was okay, not yeah. the same nothing of <laughs> And all of a sudden, like, these mugs are like doing the electric slide or the Cupid shuffle. I don't know what they were doing, but they knew it. Did they? practice it back in the monastery. They're like, okay, everyone, at 11 o'clock, we're going to practice the dance that will go with this American music that you've never heard, just in case we need to dance. And they're all like, mm. and then they all practice. The <laughs> they're all doing silence. their line dancing. And then all of them are like, <laughs> dude, here we are. Here's our chance. We've been practicing this for like four months. Get over here. And then all of a sudden, like he goes, and the music comes on. They're like, this will work. <laughs> For those of you who don't have the, uh, the pleasure of watching the visuals, <laughs> Death Rage just danced for us. <laughs> Man, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I the dancing was worse than this movie. Oh, whoa. Really? Okay, I have a chair. Yeah, yeah chair dancing sucks. If y'all want to come see me dance, Chris, on the baseline, hit, hit the bass, we'll go. Okay. <laughs> Is that a strip club? <laughs> 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 Tell him, 
I'll be shaking my shit at the titty twister later this afternoon. No! That's great clips. That's where I work. Chris oh. <laughs> with a baseline. Great sexy clips. Haircut and boogie. The only haircut strip club place in all of Arizona. Absolutely. <laughs> and I am the star. <laughs> So, anyway, back to the movie. We, uh, we find <laughs> Miyagi, he, like, I guess they leave the monastery, but they bring the monks with them yeah, to right. where they live. And, uh, Miyagi buys Julie a dress, and, uh... That fits fucking perfectly. Even like, though he has no measurements of yeah, her whatsoever. Okay, theoretically, has he hasn't even touched her. Okay, He's the um, only guy who has no idea. <laughs> He's the only guy. Okay, I have three girls. I guarantee you, I could not go buy any of them a dress that would fit them as exactly, perfectly, snugly. He says something like, as no, no. the dress he bought her. I'm like, okay, all he's done is like seen her in her mom jeans and tied up <laughs> shirts and whatever. And all of a sudden, you can buy her this perfectly fitting prom dress. And she looks like she's like a Victoria's Secret model, and it fits her fucking perfect. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, it was tailored for her. Man. Yeah. Yeah, let's go to the alteration girl and, like, make it. Yeah. No, no, no. He went to, like, prom dresses R us or something. He's like, well, she could fight. She blah, blah, blah. Well, what he it, says, it, and yeah, I, I wrote you know, it down. Because I, I saw you write it down. You he know. says, uh, she's not too short, <laughs> not too tall. <laughs> She's not too thin <laughs> not and too not too small. fat. It, it looks like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> She'd like to wear this prom dress on a train. She'd like to wear it on a plane. Miyagi's probably like the the woman who works at the store is like, well, this is ridiculous. I can't. Okay, could you at least bring me some of her her dirty clothes or something so I could like look at the sizes and fucking. He's thinking perfect. He's thinking like. Well, it doesn't matter if it's loose fitting. The animals at her school probably rip it off her in a second. <laughs> oh, God, I wish I was better at rhyming because I wanted to go further into that. Oh, oh I gotta keep going. Yeah, no. So, our next scene is what I called Jedi Bowling. <laughs> the monks. <laughs> The monks go bowling. This is the best part of the movie, in my opinion. <laughs> the monks go bowling, and uh, there's there's this just this white asshole racist jerk <laughs> who just like gives them problems for no good reason. It's like they were there. What are you yellow bastards doing? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, I mean, he might as well have said that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then one of them says, like, okay, well, we'll uh, how about we have a wager? And uh, he's like, okay, fine, like a dollar, a point, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they start bowling uh, together. So if one team didn't get a single point, the other one got a perfect game, the most you could win is 300 bucks. Right. So we're talking real <laughs> I think you got here. to 
rape the other team. <laughs> that was never established. <laughs> no. But, you know... It, it was implied. <laughs> like the rest of this movie. So, so the... Uh, the fucking guy who is like the the racist, like who's talking shit. He's a terrible bowler. He's horrible. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's barely hitting like five pins every time, and then the uh, the monks are hitting perfect strikes every time. Yeah, and then and then the monk, one of the monks, rolls his ball, his uh, bowling ball down the lane. It goes into the gutter, and then it's it just pops out. Whoa, 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 whoa! He's started praying first and then it popped out of the gutter he got the prayer rug and he goes me he's like perfect strike this thing pops out of the gutter and then hits all the pins and I'm thinking like at this point that looks like total shenanigans (laughs) that's all because you guys are up to something you're you're pulling a con job yeah because there's no fucking physical way aside from Jedi mind tricks that ball could have bounced out of that gutter like like that and And for everyone who didn't see it like I I go bowling a lot and uh, if you throw the ball hard enough I've seen it it's very rare that the ball will come out of the gutter and you don't get points for that if you're in a league but okay they're not in a league that ball was going so slow because they do the whole granny uh bowling where they like they put it between their legs and they then they give like, birth to it like, <laughs> they like, bowl like, like an like old woman or a child do. yeah <laughs> the ball they're like okay but they're like nine and seven so it's, they just need to pray harder and they'll get yeah. perfect strikes but usually when they do that there's like the big blow up things going down the gutter so you can't get a gutter ball oh yeah bumpers there you go. Right. So that that whole thing was was a joke, but the whole eventually, bowling alley thing should have been cut and left on the floor. Why did it this exist? whole movie should have never existed? <laughs> well, after <agreed. laughs> after they they like win the bet and they take all that money from the guy at the bowling alley, they teach the 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 racist dude at the bowling alley had a like karate bowl or something and uh with like their prayer or whatever and once he like he figures it out and he can get a perfect strike out of like bowling like they do he gives them the most awkward hug i've ever fucking seen in any movie he hugs them with his groin. It was like a rape hug. Like, <laughs> well, that's how they do things in this town. <laughs> it's like a handshake, a, a hug. Like, yeah. <laughs> rape is like a handshake in this place. It's a terrible thing to do Rape slash handshake. It was like... <laughs> like, that, that scene alone that is worth hilarious. seeing. Yeah. <laughs> so then now we're like, I don't know, about like an hour into this film, maybe? Something now? like that. And and Miyagi <laughs> Miyagi clears out the uh, the living room of Julie's house. And, uh, and he's like, okay, now that the furniture's out of the way, I'm going to teach you some physical moves. And it's like, finally, finally, <laughs> she's going to learn yeah. how to fight. <laughs> and no, no, no. He's teaching her how to dance, how to ballroom I dance. I know. Because yeah. they do that in Japan, just like we do here. It's like, no, I almost died during this part. <laughs> and she's like, left hand thrust, 
It's under the guise of fighting. Like she pretends it like he pretends to kind of punch her and she kind of punches him, but then she like everyone quickly realizes this is just a ballroom. I know. Sweet. Ridiculous. I was like, are we really doing this? It's like you're a woman, we have to teach you how to fight extremely stupidly. Yeah. Dance so nicely. It was like (laughs) I I, I, like totally see why some species eat their birth at young, but go ahead. Or send them off to some Japanese guy. Yeah. yeah. All right, so now we're at the prom. And uh, now now that Julie knows how to dance. She uh, she's gone to the prom, and the only thing that I wrote in my notes you can uh, you can add on to this if you want. The only thing I had in my notes was that uh, the DJ as they're playing their prom music is said, "Here's a song for all you rapists out there." <laughs> like, never gonna let you go. Gonna hold you in my arms forever. <laughs> Aside from that, I had no notes about the prom. Do you want to say anything else? Uh, it was weird that there was that like bungee jumping thing from yeah. the balcony. That didn't make any bungee. sense at all. Yeah, no, yeah. It was the security guards like having fun, doing their thing, showing how extreme they were. Yeah, they exactly. bungee, they bungee jump from the ceiling. Uh-huh. One of them gets hurt. Eric at the prom, the love interest, is like, he's like, oh, what are you, you guys got hurt? Like, you see how ridiculous Colonel Dugan is like making you do these extreme things like quit being uh, you get it now you get uh, it now it's like you're just weak you're just a pussy so Eric and Julie leave prom they go they park in front of Julie's house but one of the guys like the lead rapist Ned (laughs) (laughs) his jeep and he like he smashes the shit out of all the windows in Eric's car yeah and Eric is pissed but he wants to protect Julie, so he's like he's staying by wait, Julie's wait, side. Wait, 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 wait! He don't want to protect Julie. No, I think that's why. He let's stayed with let's his car. be realistic about what okay. he wants to do with Julie. Really? Well, he wants to protect her long enough to to bone her. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, don't want to make him sound like honorable or anything. But go ahead. And then Ned is like, "Okay, so I just smashed in all your windows, Eric, and uh, your car is a piece of shit now. If you want more of this, you want to finish this with a with a fight." Man to man, you find me on the docks. You know, like my favorite place to force women to have sex with me. <laughs> the docks. You, you find me on the, the docks. The multi-purpose docks. Yeah, that was kind of weird. It's the same place that he wanted to take Julie right. for their first on the date. Yeah, date. <laughs> so it's like it's, it's kind of homoerotic a little bit. <laughs> So now we go to the docks. Eric drives his car up there, his car with all the busted windows. He drives oh, yeah. it up to the docks. Yeah, and the cops don't give a shit about all your well, nobody, windows. Nobody called the cops. No, well, fucking Dugan is in league with the cops. He's driving Dude. around with Dude. them. Yeah, exactly. Earlier, like but this. All you gotta do is drive down the road, and the cops will fucking kill you on the crack <laughs> wheel, Jill. If you oh, drive yeah. down there. I've been pulled wait. over with the crack wheel. There you go. If all your windows were busted out, yeah, they would think you stole the car. Yeah, exactly. Man, you would you. It'd be like four o'clock before you were bailed out. Especially this car because it's like a really nice muscle car. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. he drives to the dock, and then he sees Eric sees Ned standing there, and Eric gets out of his busted up car, and him and Ned are gonna fight man to man. But it turns out it's not gonna be such a fair fight. 
Because all the other fucking security guards come out. Including a uh, uh, general douchebag or yeah, whatever. Colonel Dugan. Yeah. Colonel like, douchebag. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like, this is something I just thought of now. Like, is there really a colonel status in a security outfit? <laughs> no. Only, there's like, there's like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> colonel, if you're in the service, there's no colonel in between. Uh, popcorn colonel. There's, there's nothing else. Okay. Well, so Eric and Ned fight, and uh, Ned isn't really doing all that well, but the only reason Ned is winning is because he's got like 500 people on his side. Yeah. yeah. Crap out of Eric. So, and there's enough people around that they actually blow up uh, the love interest's car, and like they, they pour gas they pour all gas over it. all over it, they set a match to it, and the whole car blows up. <laughs> so the whole vehicle is worthless. Oh, yeah. And he's like, sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> then it's like it's like seven against one, if uh, or if not more. Yeah, realistically, it's probably like five to seven people against one. Yeah, and uh, so and Eric, he gets his ass kicked. Eric's getting his ass kicked, and they're they're kind of making fun <laughs> of him. Like, you can't take on seven people by yourself, <laughs> fucking <laughs> pussy. <Andy. laughs> what so, the fuck? So then, uh, it, it, right before the fight, though, right before Eric and Ned and everyone else fight, Colonel Dugan tells Ned, like, finish him off. <laughs> it's like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like, finish him. <laughs> like, it was one thing to bully him around and, and blow up his vehicle. Do you really want me to commit murder tonight? Rip his girlfriend and just fucking kill him, yeah. So, Flawless victory. So, <laughs> Eric gets his, uh, he gets the shit beaten out of him. So now uh, Julie steps in and it's kind of a cool idea like that the girl's going to save the guy this time. Like it's not a damsel in distress. It's like this yeah. girl's going to fight for to protect a man. That's kind of a cool idea, but it doesn't play out well. And uh, Julie now fights Ned. And once again, Colonel Dugan tells Ned, you put her away. (laughs) Once again, are you condoning murder? Are you telling me to murder this woman? Someone's going to die tonight. (laughs) It's not going to be me. There will be a death tonight. There will be blood. So Julie now beats up Ned, and and it's like Ned never gets a good punch into her because a man can't be seen punching a woman. And also, it's not like, you know, 20 or whatever against one. It's a one-on-one fight now. It's a fair fight. She beats up Ned enough that now he's he's wounded. So now Colonel Dugan's pissed. (laughs) And so he's he's telling all the other guys, like, what the fuck? You guys were all fighting, like, 20 against one before. Why don't you (laughs) fight again? Like, go in there and kick her out. Put her down. <laughs> and none of them want to fight this girl. No. So Colonel Dugan's pissed. And then that's when Miyagi steps up. He's like, let's fucking end this movie because it's gone on for far too long. <laughs> it's gotta stop. So Miyagi it's and Dugan fight. And Dugan wants to fight to the death, but Miyagi just like knocks him out, basically. And then when... Fucking shut up. Let it be over. When, when the other... <laughs> bullies see that Colonel Dugan's down on the ground. They're like, man, we thought you were cool, but you're no longer cool. 
<laughs> and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Like it, yeah. uh, it's total bandwagon with like Eric Miyagi. Not cool, you're cool. Yeah, Eric Miyagi and Julie walk away into the sunset, and that's that's the end of the movie. Yeah, lame, lame. Let's give uh, Colonel Douchebag the death he wanted and rate this movie an abortion and be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually say, like, would you say this is an abortion? I would say this is actually. It was kind of fun. I, I would, I would no. This movie fucking killed me. I wanted to like jump out of the window off the second floor, just like splat. You All drank right, well. more than than uh, that he did last time. So oh. I'd say that as the sign is you didn't like this Man, movie. This movie. This movie. This movie. All this right. Movie. Well, I guess that's abortion. Abortion. I would say it's abortion. bad, but abortion. borderline abortion. So we might as well just call this an abortion. This movie, and I'm like pro-life, so for me to say abortion, like fucking abort this movie, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, oh my god, oh my god, if you said, hey Sarah, if you watch this movie again, I'll give you $2,000, I'd be like, fuck no, not happening, not happening, I will donate plasma, I will bless this movie again, yeah. No. no. <laughs> so thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Can't wait to see you again. Till next time. <laughs> I had a great time, but don't ever. Did you? <laughs> I just watched the worst movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't pay you $2,000 to watch it. <laughs> You're like, can't wait till next time, guys. Yeah, I'm just gonna go watch paint dry. <laughs> it will be more exciting than this. <laughs> so, thanks for listening. Enjoy our favorite clip of the show. Why is it whenever I come back here, I feel like I'm at a police station? I'm surprised you don't take my fingerprints. I worry about you, that's all. Now, you've got to tell me what you want. What I want is for you to leave me alone. Where are you going? Susan! My name is Julie. My mother's name was Susan. She was killed in a car accident with my father and they're both dead. Make sure to check us out on TortureVision.com or listen to us on iTunes. We can also be found at Facebook.com slash TortureVision, Twitter.com slash TortureVision, YouTube.com slash User slash TortureVisionTV, and Instagram.com slash TortureVision.